Welcome to a special flash edition of Musonomics. I'm Larry Miller from the Music Business Program at NYU Steinhardt, checking in from Kyoto, Japan today. And I'm Brittany Foreman, the head of data strategy and digital operations at Acceleration Music. And as usual, I'm in LA. Hey, Brittany, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Larry, and happy new data. Yes, lots of that this week. On Wednesday, Luminate, the data company behind the Billboard charts, and in many ways the North Star for music industry data, released its 2023 year-end music report. Luminate presented it in a webinar, and Brittany and I were able to get an early look at the report. It's 79 pages in six sections, and it's pretty dense, but we scoured all 79 pages, so you don't have to. And we're here to talk about the key takeaways and surprises from the report, along with a few predictions based on what we learned. I'm ready to dive in, Larry. So let's start with your big takeaway. Okay, so the big headline here is 34% growth in streaming. That is amazing, and it is on top of previous year growth, 2022, of 25.6%. The thing is, streaming growth is still accelerating. It's not slowing down. The law of large numbers hasn't yet kicked in as big as streaming has become in almost the entire world now. And you would think that at this point in time, streaming growth may be slowing as it has begun doing in some of the biggest markets in the world. But in the so-called you know, developing world, screaming is growing so big and so fast that top-line growth is just going through the roof. Again, 34% top-line streaming growth off of uh, 2022, 25.6. That's amazing. I mean, that's great news for everybody who benefits from streaming. But it's also... Um, means that we have probably so much more to learn as we're moving into markets that we previously hadn't been in. So like you said, markets that previously hadn't had access to streaming, we're now becoming a little bit more saturated. And so we get to learn about new listening habits. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. So I think the thing that we can look forward to this year, and we're even starting to see it at the beginning of the year now, is how the artist-centric payment model is kicking in so that tracks with more than a thousand streams in the previous 12 months will get all the royalty money and those getting under a thousand will get nothing. And there are 184 million tracks on the services with about 120,000 being uploaded every day. 152 million of the 184 didn't get a thousand plays last year according to the Luminate report, and 45 million got nothing, zero. That's a quarter of all the tracks. So artist-centric effectively demonetizes unpopular tracks. That's what we can look forward to this year, and that is what both Lucian Grange from UMG and Robert Kinsel from Warner Music Group wrote to their employees, shareholders, and stakeholders in their letters this week. Brittany, what was your key takeaway? Uh, global music. For the first time this year, the Luminate Report includes data from non-U.S. regional DSPs like Deezer, big in France, and in Gami, which is big in the Middle East. But the big story here is the rise of non-English music in the U.S. 
Uh, the following two genres saw the biggest growth for on-demand streaming, which is world, and that includes our K-pops, our J-pops, our Afrobeats, and Latin. Latin is still four times as big as all of the rest of world with 19 billion streams, but world saw 26% growth, and that is still impressive. That is nothing to shake a stick at. Latin is essentially tied with country in the U.S. We know how much we love country over here. And... As other languages like Hindi increased in consumption and streams, we saw English and Spanish global share actually decreasing. J-pop, K-pop, Afrobeats, they're exploding. World used to be a catch-all that included everything that was ex-US. And that included Latin. But I love that Latin is that girl. And now that they've got 5 billion streams globally, they get to be their own thing. Go them. Even within Latin, we see regional Mexican music grew plus 60% in the U.S., Peso Pluma was number 43 in the U.S. So I think that's a really interesting takeaway to see all of this global music and then the subgenres coming to the forefront. I think we'll just see this trend continuing to grow. So that's our top takeaways. Uh, Larry, what was surprising? The biggest surprise to me is that current hip hop is down and we know how big hip hop is in It has just been everywhere this year, as it has been for the last 50 years. But current hip-hop, music released within the last 18 months, is down and catalog is up. Currents were actually down over 7%. Catalog was up over 11%. And what I think this is going to mean this year is that we're just going to see a ton of hip-hop catalog deals this year. You know, last year we saw Dr. Dre sell a catalog to Shamrock and Wiz Khalifa to Harborview. Previous deals in hip-hop were from RZA and Nelly. Uh, Hypnosis was the buyer on both of those. And going back over the last five years or so during this whole catalog boom that we've been experiencing, hip-hop sales have actually lagged the market in general because buyers weren't really sure if the music had the staying power for decades and decades and decades of earnings stability like older rock and pop catalogs. But this Luminate data on the big shift in hip-hop catalog consumption really ought to drive tailwinds into the market. And also it was a huge milestone this year for hip-hop. So we're going to probably see that activity in the market for a while. Brittany, what was your biggest surprise? Uh, what went down, uh, which is comedy and new age. I guess nobody lived the 2023 I did. We saw a decrease of 10% in comedy and a decrease of about 6.9% on new age. So we're definitely not meditating and doing that self-care journey. Post-pandemic, those genres got really big. So I think we're moving more back to normal. Uh, so the data is showing that we don't need as much escapism and like new age, like self-care, like meditating, comedy, some ha-has. However, <laughs> it's an election year here in the U.S., so I'm very interested to see how this goes. And before we dive into our predictions for this year, I just want to take a minute to talk about the source of this report. 
Luminate is the preeminent entertainment, data, and insights company. It's got a 30-year legacy of powering the Billboard music charts that the industry relies on, and it's also the premier database for the television and film industries. Luminate works closely with record labels, artists, studios, production companies, and lots of other entertainment companies to offer the most valued source of comprehensive, independent, foundational entertainment data to drive the industry forward. The year-end report is just one of many reports Luminate releases every year, and Musonomics appreciates their support, and we encourage you to learn more at Luminate.com. And now, predictions. I think 2024 is going to be the year of the South Asian artist breakthrough, and it's about time. India is now the second largest market by streaming volume. I mean, by itself, India did over... A trillion streams, second only to the United States, which only did 1.4 trillion. So who's it going to be? Well, there are a couple of artists that come to mind. One is Diljit Dosanjh, who was the first Indian artist to uh, play Coachella. He's a Punjabi songwriter and actor. He sings in Punjabi. At the moment, he's got about 14 million monthlies on Spotify, about 5 million YouTube subs. He's got a current collab with Sia that's already done about 50 million YouTube streams. Or it could be from Sid Sriram, who was on the Bon Iver tour. He's done an NPR Tiny Desk concert. He's got 11 million monthlies on Spotify. Really making some mainstream moves here. But if I could hedge just a little bit, J-pop is getting huge. So maybe more on that next year. Maybe my own prediction is that we're going to see more investments in ex-U.S. catalogs and acquisitions and labels. Like in Billboard in October, we saw a story about Maven Records, which is the home of the artist Rima, who had a hit track with Selena Gomez this year um, from Africa uh, looking for investments or a sale. So we're, we're starting to hear these stories about ex-U.S. companies and labels that have catalog um, that are up for sale. So I think we're going to see more of that given the growth of like their streaming numbers here. We may see more high-level deals getting snapping up these catalogs and labels. So to wrap it all up, global growth outside the U.S., huge, and growth of global artists into the U.S. is really the big headline here. Until next time, I'm Larry Miller. And I'm Brittany Foreman. Thanks for listening to Musonomics. If you like what you heard, share the episode with a friend. And be sure to follow us wherever you get your pod so you don't ever miss a new episode. And while you're at it, please give us a rating and review. It really helps. And if you have a story or a hot tip for us, drop an email to listeners at musonomics.com. Once again, thanks to Luminate for their support on this episode.